for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. you got so, this awesome. have a Thank wonderful you. day yeah, you too awesome awesome all right hey how's it going jamie hey how's it going uh, oh it's going we're about to hit 12 hours so the uh the uh the brain is finally starting to lubricate itself and get get going <laughs> i hear so. it's all downhill from this point so happy to be yes. here <laughs> yes yes it's uh it well in downhill in the sense that it the back half's a lot easier than the first half and i hear you i'm just playing yeah. tom no, uh so how think so we got i'm i'm gonna let you say your last name because i don't want to butcher it i'm a fake polack i'm sorry <laughs> That's so funny because I was going to ask you to remind me how you say yours <laughs> uh, because I always, I never say it because I'm always afraid I'm going to mess yours up. Well, it's, uh, mine's pronounced quiet. So like be quiet. Quiet. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. the, I always say like Kuwait and I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> quiet. Uh, mine yeah. is Jacob Zach. Jacob Zach. And then it really threw me off when you logged in because it was like something not even English. It came in like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, like, well, it, it is pronounced... Polish. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so we got uh, Jamie J- Jacob Zach uh, joining us here. You're based out of Canada, which is, I'm sure, frightfully cold at this time of year. Yeah. Oh my God. We just got our first like real snowfall like yesterday, and I- I'm never ready for it. Oh man, I don't even want to hear snow. But <laughs> it got down into like the 30s last night. Air the. Tw- uh, it got down to the 20s earlier this week and 30s last night and i'm like i, I i'm done i'm good i don't yeah this. i got i literally have my little heater right here so i'm ready yeah. if i need it my reinforcement at any time because uh i do not survive in in this weather <laughs> i feel that and, well, and i had i was tell, or talking to the people that are listening it's like it's well, i've been playing the game of the is he going to come back wearing a hoodie or not? Because like <laughs> right now it's or like during the night it would get, because I don't want the heater up too hot because then it turns into a sweat box in here. Yeah, totally. But, but then if I have it too low, then it never turns on. And so it's just kind of like, where do I put myself? Where do I put myself? Yeah. So. I just, uh, I've, I've gotten used to the fact that I'm just going to never be comfortable for the next like eight months. And I'm just going to be constantly too hot, too cold, too this, too that. Have a sweater just in case, but you never know what you're up against over here. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, like, I mean, it's funny. We're talking very similar things, but most people don't realize Texas gets pretty dang cold in the winter. Like it, it is br- like not off the lake cold like lake michigan uh, you know all that stuff so it's not off the lake cold but yeah. it still gets pretty brutal down here so. i believe it yeah and it's just this the contrast too right from that that yeah. those intense heat that you guys get that we don't oh, yeah. quite get the same way yeah i got you that's that's 100 percent accurate as well um so how's uh how's everything been going musically for you i know you're always working on something i see you're <laughs> still doing the street i saw did you just go on did you stream on twitch yesterday i think maybe? yeah 
Yeah, I started doing the Twitch streams again every every week, every Wednesday. Nice. How's that been treating you? It's been fun. Um, I uh, it's a it's a weird thing because I have to go into every stream uh, since I'm like again quite new to it still, yeah. especially just coming back to it. So it's like you go into every stream, assu- both assuming that there's absolutely no one watching and assuming that there's at least one person watching. So you always have to make it somewhat interesting mm-hmm. and try to like keep mixing it up. Otherwise, you're just like. And you just don't know. Like, I don't know until after the stream. Then I'm like, oh, wow, there's like, there's some people yeah. <laughs> hanging out because I'm not checking. <laughs> yeah, it it's always interesting because then you've got the people that aren't like in the comments, but then you have like the system that kind of tells you, oh, hey, nobody's listening. Yeah. Uh, you know, like they, it won't register. Somebody's actually viewing you. And then you come back out of it and they message you and say, hey, I really like that song you did. And I was like, Oh, I didn't realize anybody was actually yeah. listening. And it's like, <laughs> totally. Cool. I'm always yeah. surprised if there's if there's anything. And, and there's, there's at least I've been pretty fortunate. There used, seems to be at least always one or two people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but yes, yeah, so I have to go into the, with the assumption that there are people there. But it's like you, you're not, I feel like I'm just playing to myself. So half the time I'm like talking to myself and I'm like, I probably look insane <laughs> to to anybody that's that's there. Yeah. Um, but But how else do you do it, right? Yeah, because you got to, like you said, pretend like there's, realize that there's probably nobody listening, but pretend like there's at least one person listening, yeah. and you just got to kind of keep it going. Totally. That's, that's been an issue that I've been dealing with, where it's like, okay, I'm talking to myself, I, nobody's responding, it says people are listening. <laughs> I don't know, though. I have so. consider it, like, almost practice, though, for when I'm in situations where I do know there's people watching, or... Mm-hmm. Or if when because I my streams are mostly I play songs different songs so I also just use it as an opportunity to like try something weird and different that maybe uh, I wanted to work on but I haven't made the time to do yet because then mm-hmm. I'm like it's kind of fun too anyways because it's always kind of fun seeing people work through something for the first time I don't mm-hmm. know like I like that kind of stuff so I assume maybe the person the one person watching maybe also enjoys that <laughs> yeah well I've often said that. Uh, like if musicians are just apprehensive about like streaming in general, just take it as an opportunity to treat it, treat it like practice. Like I think yeah. a lot of people uh, just like appreciate that fact that people are, uh, you know, you're getting feed, instant feedback, instant, you know, like, oh, hey, I like if you're working out a song or working out a new chorus or a lyric or a lick or whatever, and you're getting that instant feedback but you're also doing a two-pronged attack where you're practicing, yeah. you're putting yourself out there on social media, and, you know, if you if it ends up being a good song, you could put it up on TikTok. Yep, TikTok's the word yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. And, you know, just... Totally, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it's a win-win, so... Yeah, it's a good um, mental thing, too, I think, just, like, to know that... Because uh, if, if I play a song on a stream for the first time, and then I, I'll realize in that moment if there's something not working about it or if there's something I want to change about it, whereas mm-hmm. I won't necessarily have that same, like, internal thinking if I'm just noodling it out by myself mm-hmm. off the stream. So it's it's kind of good. I think all artists should try live streaming if they haven't already. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's definitely... And not pushing one way or the other to say like Twitch or whatever, because I understand Twitch isn't necessarily for everyone, um, but just like in general, just getting yeah. out there and kind of doing your thing. So, totally. Um, let's talk about your music. I, I know last time you were on, I think it was March. Was it for The Clearing? Was that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, The Clearing came yeah. out in March, on March 13th. So that, that yeah. sounds about 
about right. Oh, right. That sounds about <laughs> part for the course. Uh, but I know you also got like uh, several different projects. You've got the Jamie Eats World, and then you've got uh, was it could be Dylan, right? Or neither, uh, neither could Dylan. Neither could Dylan. There it yeah. is. Uh, how are all? How's all that going? How's uh? How are all the various different projects going? Good. They're uh, they're coming along pretty well. Yeah, I kind of I jump around from each one pretty regularly, mm. um, and that's like out of my own sort of self-serving interest to keep mm. things moving forward mm. for me, so I don't get like locked into to one thing and, and get bored or something. Um, but yeah, it's going it's going well. So the so Jamie Eat World is obviously it's my Jimmy Eat World cover band mm. uh, project. It's actually a project I'm doing uh, in support of mental health, and I'm mm. trying to raise. Uh, some money for for CAMH, which is a, a mental health organization here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what that's all about, and it's um, working through recreating the entire discography by Jimmy Eat World, all the songs that I can ever find about them. Uh, nice. So we're, it's, I think I'm like 30 songs in, or, or a bit more than that now, um, mm-hmm. which means I still got a ways to go. Um, but uh, I'm going to be pushing out a bunch of those soon, and soon they'll be available on uh, streaming services as well. Right now, they're just nice. available on my website. Um, but I'm, I'm going to start pushing them out so that they can reach a bit of a wider audience, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, yeah, neither could Dylan is actually kind of like what I'm doing as my original stuff going forward. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that replaces, I was putting out music, like the clearing is out under crooked forest, mm-hmm. but, um, there's another artist with that name. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, so I changed my name, but it's still me and that's still, you know, those are still my records, obviously. Um, but I have, uh, the debut neither could Dylan record, which is a lot different from the clearing, uh, that I yeah. just finished mixing, uh, like this week. <laughs> so yeah. now I'm trying to figure out how to promote that one. <laughs> gotcha. That's fair. It, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I think, uh, what was it? About a month or so ago, you'd put in, like, I got that little form to put in for a podcast request and I knew it was you because I knew by the email. The email was still <laughs> Crooked Forest. And then I saw it was Jamie, but then the artist's name was Neither Could Dylan. And I was just like, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's I, like I'm playing know. mental like mind games with people at this point. <laughs> it's like, Which, who are I you mean, really? <laughs> that's fair. Like, I just figured, I, I don't know if I thought uh, Neither Could Dylan was uh jamie eats world or vice versa i don't know it was no just... they're all different projects so really just for like the sake of clarity right now really mm-hmm. i have i guess three possibly technically four projects so jamie mm-hmm. eat world i have death bus for blondie which is my death cat for cutie cover song project which is unrelated <laughs> um neither could dylan my original work and then like i have music out under jamie jacob zach and i have music out under crooked forest but they're all just my projects so yeah gotcha yeah. so is there like a genre like is there a is it just a name change or are you kind of experimenting with different sounds and kind of what kind of artist you want to be or is it yeah yeah i mean yes and no i guess um like the clearing was a very pop punk punk rock kind of Mm -hmm. album uh but it did veer into like the folky kind of um folk indie kind of thing um Mm -hmm. Neither could Dylan kind of leans a bit more heavily into that that folk indie side, but it's also um, I, I'm not really sure how to describe it. Honestly, like the, I think people are going to be pretty surprised by the album because it is quite varied. Um, mm-hmm. But it's a uh, I was trying to lean more into the fact that I start everything off as an acoustic guitar, very simple chord progressions, nothing crazy. Um, and lyrically, the new stuff with Neither Could Dylan is a bit more like 
metaphorical or more mm. uh, poetic, if you will. Like yeah. the clearing was sort of like a in your face, like t like yelling at somebody kind of record. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, gotcha. which, which is kind of why I called it the clearing because it was like just get everything off your chest that you just wanted to get off your chest. Like just mm -hmm. do that. And um, the the new record for for Nita Kadilin is a bit more narrative more of a storytelling kind of thing and and weaves into different things but again because it's just it's still me like it's still gonna sound it's still gonna sound like what i do so i i think mm -hmm. i i jump in between a couple different genres like folk rock pop punk punk rock and like almost like a more grungy alternative thing because everything is very lo-fi and i record it at home so th this whole album is uh still very much diy for you it's all you yeah, yeah, this one, uh, yeah, so it's a full band recording. I also, like, got into some new arrangements, playing with some strings, like, playing piano, which, like, I don't know how to play these things, but I, I tried my best, and I think it sounds cool. Um, playing around with, like, different synth sounds and stuff like that. So it definitely weaves into some other stuff, which is all things I'm, I'm influenced by. And, yeah, it was all mm. recorded right here where I'm sitting in my bedroom. So <laughs> nice. um, I think it's a cool record. I'm really excited to share it. Yeah, and uh, I don't did did you say when the like tentatively when the release date is or is that kind of still in the works yeah i don't have a release date yet um i was trying to with the clearing i, I put that out independently just like as mm. myself and just threw it out there um with this one i'm going to try to see if any like indie labels are interested in in joining forces on this to, to push it a little harder um because that's important to me in the long run to mm. to do uh, the more collaborative stuff and just because like when you're doing everything yourself all the time, like it mm. is, it is exhausting and it's, yeah. it's a little like lonely. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, I'm, I'm craving that togetherness, but it was important to me to still do this record as mm. an independent thing um, for my own, like creative happiness or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that out like just, so uh, back in, Oh, what was it? October? No, not October. End of September, beginning of October, that's right. I started doing the podcast back in person and just bringing up that you brought up like being lonely to do it everything by yourself. And that's kind of, yes, doing the podcast remotely. It, yes, I get to talk to people, but it's still very lonely. Like it's yeah. like, you know, it, there's a connection, but there's not like a real connection. Like if we were sitting across the table having this conversation would be a completely different vibe so totally. i i went to a music festival my buddy put on a music festival that he started during the pandemic and he was like hey just come down set up your gear do podcasts you know i'll funnel all the musicians your way you'll have a good time and i fell in love with doing the podcast back in person because that's how we started like it wasn't remote like this and just falling in love with the idea of okay, it doesn't like the research doesn't have to be perfect. The like, I don't have to know everything about everyone. And, yeah. you know, you, you can just kind of be a curious interviewer and just at, make sure you're asking the right questions. And nobody knows that. Oh, I've not. Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, so it, like, I just kind of let go of this, this idea that every interview has to be perfect and well researched. It, it's okay to just kind of go in unprepared and so I fell in love with the process of doing in-person interviews. And now I kind of want to keep doing that. But where I'm at here in Texas, unless I move down to Austin, there's really not enough acts coming through right now where I could do that. So yeah, it's, a, it, it's an interesting, uh, interesting space to be in right now. 
but totally yeah it's a completely different feel for sure yeah um so for so you brought you brought in musicians to cover some of these parts or are you doing uh you did everything yourself right yeah yeah yeah, i did everything myself yeah it was um (laughs) i know it always feels a little self-indulgent to say but like uh, a lot of my favorite musicians like did did a lot of their like first records like by themselves Mm. they just played every piece of it they they learned how to you know play a little bit of drums they learned how to play strings They, they learned how to do it and uh I've always thought that was a really cool thing. And the, the, the other part about it was because I, I was like, I'm so attached uh, to some of the lyrics that are featured like on this mm-hmm. album. It was like, I, I had to hoard it for myself to get it out the way that I wanted it to be heard. And it's like, as soon as you start incorporating other people, not that it's a bad thing, but you're, you're, you're incorporating somebody else's entire lived experience every time you work with another musician, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and because this is like the debut, it's almost like the re-debut, if you will. Um, it was really important that I made sure it was, it was me. Everything that you hear on it is me. Um, that's not how I plan on doing things going forward. It's not something I want to like set a precedent for doing. Um, (laughs) uh, but, but yeah, for this record, I I did every part of it and I'm really proud of it. Yeah. That's, and I mean, just like to kind of figure, it's a good, like, not saying it should be commonplace or common practice, but it's good, especially if you're trying to like really nail down. Like, obviously, in your situation, you weren't trying to find your sound because you already had your sound, but just kind of figuring out what you want the album to be. Yeah, it was sort yeah. of like a refining of the sound. Like, yep. it's like I had a good thing to to work with with the clearing, and I I love that record. Uh, but it's like when I think about you know, playing shows going forward and the type of person I want to present to a new audience. It was like, there are bits of that record that maybe I didn't want to carry with me all the way through, uh, like that I, that I, that I knew could be done a little better. Yeah, for sure. I completely understand. That's a, it, that, that's an interesting, or that's a good way to look at it. It's just, yeah, I got you. Um, so with all this in the process and obviously trying to, you'd mentioned trying to find an independent label to, or a label, I guess a smaller yeah. label. Yeah, I don't think the majors are interested in me yet, but, you know, hopefully <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day, yeah, I feel that. Uh, so you're kind of going through this process. Uh, what are you, have you started reaching out to labels or are you kind of waiting for everything to be finalized and... slowly super slowly like i just uh just finished mixing it uh i finished the masters uh Mm. i say that loosely because like i mastered it so it's like mastered (laughs) um (laughs) but uh yeah i slowly have reached out to uh just a couple to start the ones i'm most uh, most interested in um Mm -hmm. that i wanted to be among the first people to to hear the record um yeah and then i'm gonna keep kind of slowly reaching out to ones as because i'm also trying to make sure that i do like a bit of my my own due diligence um mm-hmm. like being on twitter and stuff I've, i come across a lot of indie labels and yeah. i come across a lot of just people in general in the music industry so to speak that that talk a big game but then when you really start to look into things you're like i'm not sure uh, not that they don't know what they're doing but it's like not that i i'm not sure i agree with your approach mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i'm really trying to make sure that I, I do I spend the time to look into all these these people before I even bother sending it out to them because I don't want to waste their time and I don't want them to to waste mine so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. So so yeah I think it'll be a bit of a slower process. I'm going to do that over the next probably a couple of weeks. Let's just keep 
fishing it out there to see what people think. Um, and if I don't find the right fit, then I think I'll just put it out myself again. Um, and, and that's kind of where I'm sitting with it right now. Yeah. Like, I mean, being like looking for the opportunity to help it get out there more, you know, and find a, a label that has a team to really help promote it, make sure it's getting the best push it can, at least, you know, for the time being that that's important, but also just being aware or willing to put it out yourself if you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm already like committed to the idea of doing that. Like I want to put, I want to press it to vinyl. I know it sounds insane to some people because they're like, no one's going to buy it. And I'm like, I know I've got like 50 CDs of my last record (laughs) hanging out. I know that people are not buying music necessarily. Um, Vinyl's different. Vinyl's different than CD. Vinyl is is different. different. It is different, but I think it's, it's still a hard push and it's still, you know, uh, an investment to start. But for me, it's like, again, one of those personal goals Mm -hmm. where it's like, I've always wanted to see some of my music on a vinyl record. <laughs> so, yeah, like, sure. know how you do that? You pay for it. You put it out there on a vinyl record. Um, so, yeah, so, like, that's something I definitely want to do and something I'm hoping to to talk with some people about. Again, like, ideally, yeah, I would like love to find a home for it. Like, I would love to nestle it mm-hmm. with a little group that I, I believe in what they're doing and they believe in what I'm doing. Um, but it's, it's, it's tough out there. And there's, yeah. there's just a lot of people that are kind of – Again, there's like a lot of people out there that say they're a label and then like not doing things that you would expect a label to do, you know? <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, why are you doing this really? Like, I don't understand it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard out there. It's very, it's very accurate. Like there's, it, it's so easy to say you're a label and it's like two dudes in a basement. Yeah. It's you're like lucky right. if it's two dudes, it's usually one dude. <laughs> like it's just it's usually one dude and it's like these are my friends albums that they they want to put out on Bandcamp. here it is <laughs> yeah. like i'm like that's not really a label to me that's just yeah. like you're 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 putting everything in a group on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah oh for sure it's a it's an interesting interesting scenario for sure um so a- as you kind of work closer to this are you actively doing live gigs right now or are you other than the streaming or, I um, you... I'm trying. I'm. It is. It is challenging to get live gigs. Is what I have been learning. Um, right now in Toronto, anyways. Um, I did a live show a couple months ago in the in the summer, just after my birthday, mm-hmm. and and that was like the 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 first Nita Cadillan live show, and it went really well. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And it was again, it was kind of like what you're saying with uh doing your podcast mm-hmm. in person. It's again one of those things that made you realize like, wow this is really where I want to be spending more of my time. I love the live stream option mm-hmm. and I love like some of the connections I make through it, but it's just a totally different, uh, animal. Um, mm-hmm. so ever since then I've been wanting to play more, more in-person gigs, but it's like, yeah, in Toronto right now, it's like, everyone's looking for bands, full bands. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's like, I'm having, I'm having difficulty finding a slot, like just to open for some shows as an acoustic solo artist, which is like, confusing to me because to me it's like the easiest thing to like here's give me 20 minutes 30 minutes at the top of the show i i need one or two microphones and and like two feet of space (laughs) um that's all i need like just throw me out there like i I don't have an expectation of being like paid terribly well at this stage or if at all (laughs) um but it's it's tough to get because everyone's just looking for for full live bands right now and and I don't have that currently. So my next step again is just I guess I got to find the bands. That's the mm-hmm. next thing. 
And I mean, but bringing in a band that opens up a whole new thing. I don't not, not saying that you're not ready for it, but then you've got to manage <laughs> the schedules uh, and I then know. like different egos. And if you're not playing shows regularly, are they going to be committed? And then yeah. this, that, the other. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like I've, I've, I kind of started putting the feelers out to musicians like over the last year. And it's amazing. Like even just to find people like who want to just like jam it out and figure yeah. out if they want to be part of it is mm -hmm. challenging because everyone's like, well, are you going to pay me to be in the band? And I'm like, but again, like I'm not even, like no one's no one's gonna pay you to be in the band that's just starting like i don't know yeah. where this attitude came from but this is a brand new thing um and it's hard but because like then everyone's like far away from each other too so you're right scheduling is is an issue people have jobs <laughs> like it's uh it's definitely not easy uh it doesn't seem to have gotten any easier and uh it's just a it's a bit of a bummer it's it's almost like you find there are more musicians that are playing in multiple bands because you have they really love it and then there's yeah. people that like they, they like the idea of being in a band but only if they're making money and you're like well I don't, it's going to be a little while i think <laughs> like <laughs> yeah and it's 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 definitely like i know plenty of musicians like some buddies that play i call them the music or they're called music horse is what i call them yeah, because they they're in like five or six different bands, and just because that's what they do, and they're able to make not a decent living, but at least enough to like put food on the table every once in a while. Yeah. And you know, it's just like, yo, I don't even know how you remember the enough songs <laughs> for one band, yeah, let alone seven. Totally. And then you figure in like if they're a guitar player that it's like, okay, you're either lead or rhythm guitar, then you gotta be like, oh, okay, what, where am I at in this group? You know? So, yeah. Right. And then like, how do you even like, how do you even progress as a single unit? If your members are playing in so many bands, like what if you know, like the opportunity to go do a small tour comes up and then it conflicts with all your other bands. Now you've like yeah. messed up the schedules of four bands because yep. you're like hoarding, <laughs> you're hoarding yeah. positions in bands. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that's very, very true. That's a concern that I've had for a while. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so just to change it up a little bit before we start wrapping this up, because I just realized what time it is. Um, we got a fun little game that we play called rapid fire randomness. It is a random question generator. And I'm going to just ask you two or three questions from the random question generator. All right. So if you're ready, here we go. I'm ready. What is the most random thing a stranger has ever said to you? Uh, I don't know. Oh, shoot. Oh. Don't worry about the rapid part. That's just a thing. I know. My heart's already pumping over here. Um... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that anyone has really ever said anything terribly mm. random to me. I don't okay. think so. Okay, that's fair. Uh, what book has changed your life? Um, I would say uh, that's a, that's a tricky one too. There's so many great books, but um. Sean McCann from Great Big C has a mm. uh, memoir out uh, that came out a few years ago. And I think that one was uh, 
really important for me to read. And it was very interesting uh, for those of you who aren't aware uh Great Big C or Canadian band. They broke up uh, something like almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. John McCann was one of the lead singers. And it's so the book is all about um, uh, he is a sexual assault survivor. And mm-hmm. it's about him uh, working towards trying to get the message out about how important it is to find support for victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about uh, kind of the the dismantling of Great Big C as it happened and his uh, his him dealing with uh, alcohol addiction and his recovery. Um, it's a very, very well-written book. It's, uh, it includes um, pages from his his wife, uh, and it's a very interesting look at both sides of like being a full-time gigging musician and uh, the family at home that is, that is dealing with these things in tandem with you but away from you. Um, mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's very inspiring, and I think everybody should should check that out, especially if they're a Great Big C or Sean McCann fan. Awesome, awesome, perfect. And then, what would the title of your autobiography be? <sighs> I come up with like titles for my autobiography constantly. I'm not good at them on the spot, but I come up with them like quite regularly, randomly. Um, what was the one I had recently? Uh, I have it like written down in a notebook actually because I thought it was so funny. Um, <laughs> we could we could go with something right now like life, death, and all the unfortunate misgivings. Sure, <laughs> you know that works. And then the final question: If you could trade lives with one person for a day, who would it be? If I could trade lives with one person for a day. These are hard questions, Tom. These are not like these are not quick, quick, easy. Do you like that's apples right. or oranges? <laughs> I mean, let's see. Let's see if this random question. Okay, here you go. If you had to live on a planet other than Earth, which one would it be? I think for the for the purpose of survival, I have to say Mars. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think that would fare very well anywhere else. Fair. So yeah, they didn't give me very this or that questions. It was all like oh, that sucked. Oh well, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so uh, for anybody that wants to check out your music, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? The best place to do that is my website, which is still crookedforest.ca and will remain crookedforest.ca because it is kind of my central hub for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm otherwise on every streaming platform and every other social media outlet, but you can find all those links from the social media channels page on my website. Everything is there. And uh, in addition to those other projects I was telling you guys about earlier, um, I have a couple other like collaborative EPs that I've done with people, a project called Passing Harsh or a project called Through Fair. Uh, for some more punk rock kind of stuff, all of that can be found uh, from the website. So definitely check that one out more than more than anything else. Awesome, awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Uh, it, we have to do this more often. Get you back on soon. Once the uh, album's ready to drop, let me know. We'll get you Absolutely. back. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you so much for hanging out. Enjoy the rest of your day. And we're going to play a little musical roulette here and get the uh, next musician queued up. So thanks very much, Tom. Thank you so much. Yep. Have a good one. Take it easy. Yep. You too. All right. Cool. 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 All right. Boom. And uh, we will be right back in about five minutes.